0: Hi everyone, my name's Dave. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to the Alpha Stack podcast, where you can get weekly discussion on everything Sports Stack.
1: This is a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at Alpha Group. And don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts at www.alphastack.co.uk.
0: Right, enough of the admin, let's get on with the show. Right, so we are back now after two months, pretty much to the day. I think without football, uh, without sports stack, and without the Alpha Stack podcast. Jay, how have you been holding up? Are you are you keeping keeping alright in uh, in lockdown? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, without football, my weekends are pretty much just Netflix. Um, but sort of in between during the week, as as an accountant, it's my workload has just gone from like a normal level to it's kind of just been like two months of what you'd expect to happen in January. Really? Okay. <laughs> so
0: you're not, you're not having to sort of find ways to fill your day. Like a lot of other no, things.
1: No, no, not at all. Just, okay. just Saturday and Sunday.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's a problem. I think a lot of people are having with that yeah. said, we should, um, we should send our best wishes, uh, from AlphaSac to everyone who has been affected, um, by everything that's gone on over the last couple of months yeah, um absolutely. it's it's been you know rough for everyone and obviously even if you've not been uh, hit by coronavirus there are impacts to having to stay inside not seeing friends not doing this or that um for an extended period so everyone just look after yourselves and um i know boris's guidance hasn't been the most clear thing um over the last couple of weeks there's been quite a lot of stuff about that but it's apply a modicum of sense when you go out and hopefully you'll be um you'll be okay with this said we need to introduce uh harry back to the podcast so harry also known as sports stack on twitter was with us uh god it's probably about three months ago now um mm-hmm. on his last podcast and we've got him back now he is pretty much the reason we're here harry you were quite bored in lockdown aren't you
2: yeah, basically, I've been brought out my brain and I thought, what have I been missing most? Football, Sports Stack, and then you two. So, I thought it would be good to uh, drum up a bit of hype for the return of football because it seems it's around the corner, especially with the return of the German League. So, why not get everyone talking about Sports Stack again? I've heard enough about Footstock and Football Index. It's time to get the, uh, the real champ back.
0: Good. I know you mentioned actually the other like other betting platforms last time you were on. Footstock have obviously been doing a lot of things while um, while you know football hasn't been on. They've been sort of making up football, as it were. Um, have you been involved in that, or have you have you decided to jump on board? Yeah, I
2: decided to have a dabble because I'm quite lucky where I've still I've still got a lot of work going on in that uh, what I do uh, during the week, and I'm also not having to play for commuting. So I thought I've got a little bit of spare cash at the moment, which I'm lucky enough to have. So I thought I'll throw it in sports stock, foot, not sports stock, sports stock. That's a new one. I throw it in uh, I'll throw it in footstock just to give it a little dabble because I saw a lot of people on it. And yeah, it, like, it's impressive what they're doing and the growth is good. Just for me, I don't know. I'll always be a sports stack fan when it when the real football comes back. How about you lot?
0: I've well I've been involved in Footstock since the early days, but I've I've got to admit I've not ever really paid that much attention to it when it first started up. So I I put money in when they were um, crowdfunding, and I didn't I I kind of played around with it for the first couple of weeks and was like, I don't particularly like this. And I having seen how Football Index has grown, I kind of left my money there. And given what's happened over the last few weeks with people playing in these virtual tournaments um i'm now it's now looking all right that as an an investment but i can't say that i was particularly confident i'd I'd, have pretty much written that money off um but i did play in one of the virtual tournaments like last week and i didn't like the feeling of it because it's you know it's all computer simulated it kind of reminded me actually of when i was 18 and you know you set up your betfair account or whatever and i was playing on one of these um one of these online betting ones where it was like a football manager type thing, but then you could also bet on the games. Now there is obviously a conflict of interest in that. So what I'd done was I'd managed, I think it was international teams So something like Spain and Nigeria were the best and worst teams. So I managed Nigeria and put out my worst 11 possible and then bet on us to lose. Um, And somehow we started winning games and I was like, this is a farce. Um, and I, I, I don't know why I kind of had a certain feeling of this, this co- kind of computer generated game where things could be tilted slightly against you. And obviously, I mean, there are tons of players in these, these footstock virtual tournaments, mm-hmm. but I, I was, I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I particularly like the feeling of this. So, I mean, my account's still sitting there and I checked the, I check the, the value of my uh, portfolio or whatever they call it on there today. And it's, it's like looking reasonably healthy, but I, I don't think I'm going to be dedicating that much time to it. Um, as as lockdown goes on
2: yeah I completely get why people enjoy it especially at the moment and you have to respect sort of the marketing and what footstock have done for themselves but yeah as you say I can't I can't see myself playing it once the real football comes back and also I just can't I can't have too many platforms it stresses me out
0: yeah I can I can answer that Jay have you have you played around with footstock at all
1: Uh, Well, like you, obviously, I was um, I backed it when they were doing the crowdfunding. Um, But I mean, I I tried to be quite active on it when it first came about. Um, But to be honest, uh, I just didn't really uh, how do I put it? I just I just didn't have the feel for it, Um, and it just it wasn't something that was massively interesting to me personally. Um, at the time, and sort of, I I ended up just selling all of my cars and taking the money out. Do um,
2: you regret that? Uh, <laughs>
1: not not overly, because in all honesty, the money that I took out was the money that I ended up putting into sports stack and I tripled my money in like what three four months that we had football. Was the sports stack so? I, yeah, a healthy return. Yeah, it's it's not like I regret it from a financial point of view. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not it's not something that I could really see myself carrying on with.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, actually, for, with regards to me making a decision on do I leave that money there, um, I was actually contemplating asking around whether people who have been attracted to footstock at the moment, will stick with it after football actually comes back, as you've mentioned, Harry. So it's interesting that you say you'll probably turn away from it once we have sort of Premier League and stuff back. Um, But, of course, we have just had the Bundesliga back. So did you guys catch any of that over the weekend?
2: I caught a lot, just (laughs) (laughs) because I needed something to do. Yeah. Absolutely, just um, nice. to something back, it also felt a bit like um, watching pure football, like football at its purest form. I'm even able to hear like the players shouting at each other, so I quite enjoyed it, actually.
0: That's the bit that I wasn't sure if I if I was totally on board with. Um, I was fuming with myself because I actually arranged to see my girlfriend at the weekend, um, mm. and it was only that I realised we were we were supposed to be out when uh, Borussia Dortmund were playing. Okay. Uh, so i had to i had to miss that one and i raced home to catch a five thirty kickoff and i didn't actually have it on that long because i i didn't know if i liked the whole thing of like there being no fans in the stadium it's a very different way to watch football
1: it is very different um but i think what you what you've actually ended up seeing in terms of the actual match itself is it is literally just team a against team b it's not home against away anymore because there is no advantage in that respect and yeah. um, so like Harry said you're you're kind of watching it in its in its purest form it is best team and best tactics are going to win there's there's no outside influence
0: yeah um when you take away the the fans and everything that added a, a kind of a showy element to it mm-hmm I might be wrong in feeling this, but it felt a little bit like I could have been watching a game at a park or somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, don't get me wrong, you like you do lose so much without without the fans there. Yeah, um, and it was it was really weird for me watching Dortmund absolutely destroy Chalka, and they just being like utter silence because you know fully well if that ground is full at 4-0 like it would have just been bouncing more than it would be normally anyway because that's just the way that the Dortmund fans are
0: yeah I I just kind of enjoyed the fact my brain the the thing kind of managed to trick my brain into thinking that I wasn't watching elite level athletes I was just watching like 22 blokes on like (laughs) quite a nice pitch in a stadium um Mm -hmm. just because of the lack of fan noise I don't know um how do you lot think from watching the German games? How do you think that will
2: affect like your trading strategy when Sports Stack comes back and the Premier League comes back?
1: I don't know how it's going to affect things on Sports I think what you might potentially see um, is you might see some slight variances in the the pricing. Yeah. um because obviously we've seen it before where um an example and everyone's going to go crazy over this but like Jimenez would potentially start at like 39 40p there you go took, if he was at home 15 minutes. I know. <laughs>
0: um
1: but then he would probably start about mid 30s if Wolves were away you know w- without any fans now like where would you see him starting or like you could Argue any player who tends to be priced that slightly bit higher at home than they are away.
2: Yeah. I think one of the strategies that maybe won't work as well, I know a popular one for a lot of people was to get full backs of the underdogs. Mm-hmm. But based on what I saw in that first weekend, it does seem that the gap between the big teams, other than Leipzig, the big teams and the lesser teams, seems to grow and there isn't that fan hostility, especially when they're at the weaker team's ground. For example, Rich and Gladbach ran away with their victory, so did by Leverkusen, and Dortmund. So mm. I do wonder if like if Norwich go say if Norwich were at home to Liverpool and we saw Jamal Lewis and Max Ahrens do pretty well, how would they get on without any fans behind them? Probably not so much.
0: So it'll be it'll end up being like that game when everyone hopped on Max Aarons and of he paid out about twenty five P.
2: Wolves Wolves game is terrible. He's up got eight yeah. after about twelve minutes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he got himself a yellow card. They conceded a shed load of goals. Yeah. Well, I this mean, this is, is this is a thing. I was one. I was wondering sort of the same thing. Um, kind of how I, I, guess you've seen it more than I did because I didn't actually get to watch a lot of the, <laughs> the games of the weekend. Um, but you've got that kind of maybe gap between the better and the worse teams widens. Um, I suppose. Yeah, it's taken me fifteen minutes now to bring up Palace because you know I have to every single episode. <laughs> As an example, with Palace, we're generally quite poor at home because we can't break teams down. We do better playing away from home. So I don't know. I don't know what the latest is on whether teams, whether these games might be played at grounds or at neutral venues or what. But I have no idea what that does for us. Say if we're playing a team like West Ham or Southampton or someone. I don't think we've got to play either of those teams still. But um, a team like that, maybe a neutral venue. I don't know what that does for the setup of the game. And I think that makes it that makes it more difficult to trade, but it might mean you see some prices that you think, I like the look of that, even if I don't know exactly what is going to happen. It's just that the risk reward is, is favourable.
2: Yeah. The sensible thing would probably be to sit out the first week. If you wanted to be sensible in terms of making profit with SportsVac, it might be sensible to sit out. But I just know that I, I don't have that in me.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of, there will be people on sports stack, who have come across from from gambling backgrounds and they're itching to put their money on something right
2: yeah you might see opportunities for some shorts because people might come across especially if sports stack start putting in some promotions leading up to probably you might get new people who don't understand the product as much and you mm. might see some really high prices with some players that so then yeah there might be an opportunity for that
0: well that is interesting you make that point harry because we obviously the, the the bulk of this podcast and i think to be fair we've already spent more on the the kind of the intro uh, than we were intending to but the bulk of the podcast was meant to be talking about what do we want to see from sports stack when football does return and obviously we can bring um we can bring sports Stack back and we have uh we have our own plans for a, a bigger podcast we're going to put out sort of in the week or so before um before football comes back but what is top of your list for when when sports stack returns if you want to see any changes to the platform any advancements anything they're doing slightly different what is the the main thing that you would like to see
2: i think for me at the moment because obviously there's been a lack of well any sort of communication from sports stack at the moment there's been a bit in the slack chat but not a lot i think for me like something that rewards people that come back to sports stack when football restarts again, so maybe, for example, for the first weekend, people who had been on SportStack before the whole coronavirus started, maybe they could get like bonus shares or something, as well as also they could do something to get new users in. I don't know what you lot think. I think.
1: Bonus shares would be would be beautiful, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, like fifty you buy in a player you get like two for three or something I don't know the ins and outs of it but something along those lines just yeah. to reward people for coming back from because they're in a sports that are in a bit of a battle now losing a bit of a battle now with like footstock and where people have gone over to that during the pandemic so they need to start fighting and bringing people back so I'm sure they could do
0: yeah the, well the, the promotion is an interesting point obviously um, Football Index have been doing their um deposit bonuses well i mean they've been pretty frivolous with them over the last few years i would say i've been kind of wanting to see them just like let the market do its thing um so i suppose this would be the equivalent to it And i don't think i don't think in isolation they're a bad thing but i think people can get too too hooked on them but i think say for the first weekend back particularly harry where you mentioned the sensible thing might be to sit out if They say we will give you for every. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you know. You might you might have users that are trading on slightly smaller amounts of money. So maybe someone, a lot of people are trading with say ten shares. So for every ten shares you buy, you get one free. I don't know if that might be too much, but that would be equivalent to say a sort of ten percent deposit bonus from Football Index.
1: I mean, that would be beautiful.
0: Um, so that, I mean, that would work very nicely. Um, Absolutely, I yep. think might be it might be too much to ask, but I mean, yep. I know Nick Nick sent out the email back in, well, it was in March at some oh, point March. when, when football wrapped up for a while. Um, and he certainly gave the impression then that sports stack are catalyzed very well. Um, and there, it, there wasn't actually a concern for the fact that they wouldn't be generating commissions over the next two, three months, however long it is. Um, so that makes me think that maybe they can afford to do something like this just to, to get things going again, because obviously there have, there have been people on Twitter saying that they miss Sportstack, Um, but, the I mean my timeline has been just flooded with people um on footstock and fi and it's been it's been a bit tiresome in, in some ways yeah. Um,
2: yeah,
1: I think you know any sort of promotion um will will work quite well and obviously obviously the bigger the better um in terms of generating uh, new users and getting people back but they have also got to make sure that it's you know, it's not gonna get abused, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Because obviously we don't know the ins and outs of their balance sheets. We don't want it to be a massive liability because Yeah, exactly. Stay around for a long time.
0: Yeah, otherwise there'd be no sports deck ever again. Yeah, exactly. And that'd be even sadder. Exactly. Yeah, um, fair enough. Um one one change or one addition that we've discussed before, and I know I've alluded to an instance where I would have done very well out of having this is a trade out <laughs> button. Um
2: yeah. I
0: think that cost me about 15 to 20% of my account all in one go for just from being an idiot and hitting the wrong button and then shitting myself a little bit. Um so do you guys have any views on like do we want to see that immediately? Do you think that's that's a good thing to have if say we do get an influx of new users when football comes back?
2: Yes, A 100%. A lot that's, of-
0: that's yeah. quite
2: definite. Yeah a lot of my friends I've had join they'd always ask me like mid game how the hell do I cash out and they're like really panicking because they want to get out of their positions quite quite as quickly as possible yeah. and it's not made completely clear on the app like it took right. a while to work out I think I had to DM someone to be like someone tell me how this works but it's understandable Yeah,
1: yeah it's, um, it's yeah If if you've had like a betfair trading experience like you will have a degree of understanding of what you need to do but if you haven't (laughs) then it's like oh crap what do i do here to like get out of my position because you know everybody now every bookie has a cash out function so it's it's just been streamlined everywhere else yeah that's why it's quite key for sports app to get it in now
0: yeah i mean to be fair if anything betfair betfair makes it sort of seem more simple because i think for a long time i didn't understand the exchange fully um i say fully I, I didn't use it but i saw there were these two prices and i didn't understand what lay was i it it didn't mean anything to me i think with buy and sell maybe people can conceptualize it a little bit easier but uh it's yeah it's still it's something to get used to and i suppose this is a chance to remind anyone who isn't entirely certain if you're listening just do the opposite of what you've done before to cash out that's i think probably the most the easiest way of of, the easiest way to put it representing the idea
2: the problem with having the sell button to say if you bought players the problem with having the sell button linked to it is that you can easily accidentally you could sell your shares and easily accidentally double down and accidentally short them again. So that happened to me. I I backed to Bamyang at home to West Ham and there was like 10 minutes to go. He hadn't done anything and I wanted to sell my shares. I was on the underground, so I was trying as hard as I could to try and sell them. whilst I, had <laughs> yeah. I managed to sell them all but I couldn't work out. It didn't look like it had gone through, so I did it again and oh, accidentally no. doubled down. But luckily... It I short- did the same thing. Short- and he had a... He had, like, a, a shot on target in the last second. And if it had gone in, I think I would have been down just a ludicrous amount of money. And I didn't even know until I got got off the train about 10 minutes later.
0: Well, that's, to be fair, that's a valid point. I think I did the same thing trying to trade in play when I was at a game. Um, and then, I mean, that's...
2: That's impossible for sort a of, game.
0: It's it's very, very difficult. Um, and it's not that I was trying to... Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd seen someone coming off the bench or whatever but obviously you're subject to absolutely appalling wi-fi um and when i tried to cash out at half time or something it something went through something then didn't go through so i tried again and Then all of a sudden i've done it twice um and that just that eats away at your profits a little bit so um having a, having a trade out button and just making it clearer i think to know exactly when you're cashed out fully um would be very helpful
1: yeah absolutely it's um yeah, like I said, as as far as I'm concerned, it's it's quite key. Um, I know. Yeah, it's it's just going to make everybody's life so much easier.
0: Yeah, uh, opposite end of the spectrum, actually, from trading on the underground or at a stadium, mm-hmm. is the introduction of a website platform. Yes. Um. So I know, Jay, that's something you've you've said before that you would like to see. Yep
1: um yeah pretty much purely because obviously the amount of data that you can stick on a on a website as opposed to the app is sort of ridiculous um so getting it on a on a website for me would be would be huge um i know it's something that they've mentioned in slack before Um so hopefully yeah, you know, hopefully we're going to start seeing some fruits of uh, some fruits of their labor on that.
0: Well, that's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to see how Sports Stack have been using the time that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see we'll see what what they do have um, to sort of introduce when when football comes back. And I suspect there might be an announcement in the near future. Um, at this point, we're looking probably at a Premier League return in the middle of June. Yeah. So at some point in the next maybe ten to fourteen days, we might see something. Um, we oh, yeah. like, I think, it, I think it'd be good to get some comms out there just because, as you say, Harry, there hasn't been a whole lot um, on Twitter. There's been a little bit on Slack.
2: It's a massive moment for Sports that really, like this return of because they have been completely dead silent. For yeah, for people who are big Sports that users, the anticipation has probably built quite a lot. So as you say, they've had a lot of time. So you'd hope that they've been doing a lot with that spare time. So when they come back, it could, if they've done a lot and they've changed, not I thought it was a great app anyway, but if they have added a lot of new things, it could see it explode. Whilst if they haven't done a lot and it comes back the same, which I'm sure it won't, it might be a bit deflating for some users. Yeah. One thing yeah. I want you lot for about this, so obviously they're planning on bringing in season markets i would like in the next couple of weeks more of an explanation of how that's going to work just to build a bit more excitement and maybe they could even do with these remaining nine games they could even do like a trial mini season market for those nine games just to get people prepared
0: that's an interesting point i hadn't thought about that
2: just like a trial run because then they can see if it works properly and then they are able to make any changes if certain people spot certain things that don't work if the scoring matrix might need a little bit more tweaking for season games it could be a nice idea to give that trial run
0: that's a really interesting point i mean i guess yeah i i was quite excited about the fact that this gives sports Stack a bit of time to work on any changes they want to make but this would be a very good time for them to well yeah they could introduce that over the remaining games of the season um i think there there has been a fair bit of information on how the season market is going to work i mean that doesn't mean it's necessarily entirely clear and there may be you know situations that arise where you think what happens if yeah we should see like like
2: a like a a tweet from them or like a nice graphic or something that people could retweet and start putting it all over twitter
0: yeah um no that's a, that's a very interesting point actually um and it took, it kind of reminds me of when footstock started up and they started up with about not I I guess it was probably 5 to 10 games to go last season so there are that was meant to be a trial run for them so then they actually sort of ramp things up coming into this year yeah. um, so it be it would be a, a kind of a similar thing um and I mean you mentioned the scoring matrix there I can't remember actually if we discussed it on the last podcast but do you have any particular views on what you might want to change on the scoring matrix
2: um i think we mentioned about how you don't get rewarded for players getting fouled but then yeah you have negatives for if they get tackled that's just the main one for me really
1: yeah yeah i think that's i think that's fair um i know again i know it's been mentioned on slack about the scoring matrix and that that has been something that i'm pretty sure nick has sort of responded to and he said look we'll never change the scoring matrix in the middle of the season yes um which i think works perfectly so you know at the end of the season or you know just before the new season that's when sort of i imagine they will say that listen to all your feedback this is the new scoring matrix um yeah, like this is what you're going to be, you know, trading on um, for, for this coming season. Because, you know, that even with the season markets, you're still only trading one year. If they then decide, OK, we need to make another tweak um, next year, then they can. It, it, it's not going to affect anyone's bets at all.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Particularly, yeah, with the season market coming in. I am really excited for the season market. I actually kind of forgotten about that as a thing, to be honest. Um, It's been so long since we dusted off the microphones and talk about sports <laughs> stack or anything that i've kind of forgotten where we were at when it when it all kind of shut down um but yeah the season, season markets i'm looking forward to seeing so if they did come out of this gap with with something to show us that'd be class that'd be really good um one thing a uh, sort of a technical not technical change i don't really know Is it's kind of cosmetic but it would be very useful actually that i know we we discussed before jay was uh, having an indicator on the app because often often the market suspended and you don't know why yes um and yeah. particularly i mean if you're somewhere with a slightly patchy signal or whatever you just seem to see like the market suspended for 10 minutes and yeah. you don't know what's going on um, yeah, exactly so having an indicator that shows why the market's suspended at that moment i think would be particularly helpful
1: yeah i think i think a lot of that will also depend on what opta are sending through like, will Opta's data feed tell Sports Stack why why there's a stoppage in play and why they might want to suspend the market? Yeah, um, which I, I imagine it would because you know Opta, you know they do everything. Let's face it, in terms of um, game sort of uh, game data. So so long as they can pull that down and basically just, even if they just threw, like literally. Uh, a mini icon so like you know a red plus sign white background for like an injury um or two arrows going opposite directions for substitution a red card for a red card yeah. um you know obviously it only needs to be those little basic things that really just makes it clear as to why training is suspended because there is you know there's been games where trading has been suspended for like five or six minutes and it's because someone's got a serious injury <laughs> but people are going off on one on social media because all they see is suspended
0: yeah well var is obviously added to that issue yeah, exactly. as well um where you, you're constantly getting stoppages that might be a minute and a half two three minutes and when you're trading and when you're sitting watching the screen that feels like a very long time mm-hmm. yeah
2: it's real heart mouth moment when you get suspended Especially if you're, yeah, like, playing, yeah. and then yeah. suddenly it's just suspended. I always, like, my, my heart just drops. I assume the worst. Yeah. Like, when you've shorted, like,
1: a striker. Oh, yeah. And it, and it goes to Spain, you're like, oh, no, please don't score. Please don't score.
2: No, so that yeah. happened. Uh, yeah, I think I, I very nearly shorted Ilicic in that game where he scored four. But I shorted, <laughs> I shorted Alessandro, um, I shorted Gomez instead. And honestly, when it got suspended in the third minute, I was like, "Oh my god, here we go!" Um, <laughs> and thank God it wasn't. Yeah, thank God it wasn't Illichic. Yeah,
0: that game. That um, game was while I was on holiday, I think. And I actually told my mate because my mate was like, "Have you got any ideas for tonight?" I was like, "Well, to be fair, Atalanta are hot shit. So, like, Gomez or Illichic, maybe give give one of them a go." And he put his he put his money on Illichic, and I was really upset that I wasn't able to do the same thing.
1: Well, to be right. fair, you weren't able to do anything. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't. I couldn't do a podcast
0: either. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to edit the podcast, but that was it. Um, <laughs>
1: I mean, I say you were able to edit. You were kind of forced to edit.
0: <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't really have much of a choice. But... No. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> so is, I...
2: there,
0: is there anything else in the app, Harry, that you want to see?
2: Um, one thing for me is I'd like to have current payout on your portfolio. Sportfolio, sorry. Because it has, it always has like a. It bases the price on what your play, like your profit. They base it on um, the current midpoint. sell price, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the midpoint between it's
1: the buy midpoint. price and the sell price. And yeah. I,
2: whenever I want to know one of my players' current payouts, I have to keep flicking back between all the matches. So it'd be handy just to have underneath each player what their current payout is during the game, all in one place.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that, that I mean, would probably be quite easy to implement as well
2: yeah and i just like to look at it all the time just because i don't know i'm ocd and i enjoy the app
1: yeah no i mean at, at three o'clock on a saturday when you've got you know four or five plus yeah. games going um, constantly flicking back and forth it's it's a bit of a nightmare if you were able to have it on your portfolio screen um even as just like one of the swipe across options so you have Obviously, you've got the portfolio. Then you've got it based on positions. Then based on teams, haven't you?
2: Yeah, even current payouts. Yeah, out. so
1: even if you had a fourth one for current payouts.
2: Because, for example, like a player could get a yellow card, and you might not, not notice for like five minutes because you're flicking through all the other games. Yeah. Where you have <laughs> your current payout and you see it, oh, so you can get out quicker. It might just save people a lot of hassle. Yeah. What about just thinking about that?
1: now and just completely sort of off the top of my head what if what if you could have notifications so i'm not like you could have the option for every point scored but if you obviously then i suppose you could adjust it for you know cards goals assists
2: oh, yeah the big ones
1: yeah the big ones and like obviously everything else you know that's passive points anyway so they're either going to gain or loss it's 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 not major but if you could set notifications up for the main ones, the big point movers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I suppose that would be quite helpful as well.
2: It would be helpful. And to give the people the options of, of what they choose to have as a notification would be better. Yeah. Than, yeah. Imagine if you just got bombarded with every point, it would be...
1: Yeah, it, it'd be ridiculous. Um, but yeah, if you, I suppose if you could set it up.
2: Yeah. And most other apps seem to have that, don't they? Yeah, they,
1: I mean, most places seem to have some sort of something. I mean you know you you could get the goals and assists uh yellow and red cards from like sofa score for example
2: but yeah Yeah. which you can be massive because people can get the one thing i really miss as well about sports stack is when you back to player and they'll take a really stupid shot it's not even and it just gets blocked straight away (laughs) but you get like quid for it or something and And they haven't actually done anything that's five (laughs) yeah Yeah. just like that great
1: (laughs) Frustrating when you shorted them though. Yeah,
2: yeah, frustrating when you shorted them, but
1: mm. yeah, I think one of the only other things that I suppose a lot of people wanted to see as well, um, is different leagues. Um, yeah. or different competitions.
2: It would be so great to have it for the German league now.
1: It would.
2: That's what I that's all I kept thinking was when I was watching the German games how much I'd enjoy having all the players right now. I understand that opt to always charge for the whole season, which is a bit cheeky because you'd think they'd enjoy getting the extra income just for the nine games anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but, and, but yeah, other leagues, I think I think it's definitely not the most pressing thing. At no. Moment, but it's something, that, I mean, it, it's bound to happen at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think they've got to work out what is going to, what's going to work the best um because you could easily add in the championship for example and you'd you know you'd have a huge amount of games on there but would they be traded enough yeah you could add in la liga which again that would probably be traded more or i suppose you could add in something like syria which tends to have more games on a sunday Therefore, yeah. people would be trading more because, obviously, most of the Premier League games are Saturday. So it gives you that full weekend.
2: Yeah, because if you look at the German League, if the Premier League was playing this weekend and we had sports Stack, yeah. would people have been putting their money on Dusseldorf versus Paderborn? Probably no. not. So in that case, it's probably... They have to work out, you know, as you say, what leagues are going to be actually actively traded every weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that where you've got leagues that obviously all the leagues play on the weekend, but if you've got an additional league that doesn't predominantly play on a Saturday, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you're quite likely to drive your, I mean, from a sports type perspective, they're quite likely to drive their commissions up through whatever, whatever league mainly plays on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, people will bet just because there's something to bet on, right? Exactly. I do like that idea. Saying that as well, though, this this period now where we only have Bundesliga football will generate a lot of Bundesliga armchair fans who Mm -hmm. want to have a bet. So you might that I don't know if that is maybe a little bit extreme to think that that could fuel the decision to get Bundesliga on the platform next season because people have developed an interest in it now. Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe. Um,
0: that might be a reason for it. I mean, I know before, Charlie, I think, said that if he were to pick a league, it would be the Bundesliga because it's the most entertaining. But I think it's just it's going to be more... People will be looking for it now, whereas before they wouldn't have done, just because they de- desperately want some sort of football. And that might mean that next season, people are interested in how, I don't know, Bayer Leverkusen or Cologne or some, some fairly random team does they're not just going i'll oh, buy munich top again and then they sort of move on yeah um so be an interesting thing we did have um a question on twitter normally we're inundated with two or three questions this week it's just a one um but shane jeffries um we're not entirely sure what he was saying are we jay we think he wants some sort of yeah. platform
1: yeah so i wasn't we weren't one hundred percent sure whether he wants football in general, which, like we all do, um, or whether he just wants football on the platform. Which, if obviously, if we're going down option B and he wants football on the platform, um, like we just touched, like uh, like Harry just touched on, it's it's not it's probably not financially viable for Sports stack to get nine games for the Bundesliga for example when Opta won't charge them for nine games Opta will charge them for the full season
0: (laughs) yeah so that's that's the the brunt of the issue is that Opta will only essentially sell data for a full season right yeah um and then then it does seem a little bit strange because you'd think Opta would take whatever money they can get and there there may well be other platforms and services out there that would pay if they can get it for the rest of the season
2: um
0: but So, I don't know, I mean, Opta Opta might decide that's a a route worth going down, but at this stage, I guess, with Bundesliga already back, if they were going to do it, you'd think they would have done it? I I don't know.
1: But, you know, you never know. Opta might come into some sort of short-term financial cash flow crisis tonight, and they might offer Sportstack the remaining eight sets of games for, like, you know, a knockdown price. And by Friday, we might be getting a message from Nick saying, Bundesliga's on the app.
2: Oh, don't say that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, my data. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's one thing I would also love is just more data. So obviously you have like you can see that different games, but I think someone met, we mentioned it before, split by how team how people perform against different teams. Yep. How attackers get on against I don't know Manchester United. I imagine down the line there'll be a third-party user. I don't know if you lot... I've started on Football Index whilst this has all been off, and I've seen, like, a they have like index game. I'm sure we'll end up getting something like that down the line. Might be quite a good moneymaker. Maybe we should make one.
0: Well, it's, it's funny you say that, actually. <laughs> Obviously, um, I mean, Alpha Stack has been a thing now, I guess, for about six months, just not doing anything for the last two of them. But... Jay and I, um, and Dan had discussed before, kind of what direction we wanted to take AlphaStack. And initially we were kind of looking at that data route um, because I mean, Index Gain, I actually only saw, I signed up to Index Gain within the last couple of weeks. And I found it quite interesting. I mean, I I enjoy looking at all that stuff and that's kind of the approach that we've taken here. but there's only so much you can do, right? And so, I mean, Jay and I were looking before at trying to build our own database um, kind of through Excel because we have limited coding ability. Um, and that looked like being about 36 hours of data entry just to get the thing up and running. Yeah. Um, and when you're not being paid to do that, it's quite a, a crappy task to have to do. How to do it in the future. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Um, but we, I think, we decided that that probably wasn't viable. And there, I mean, there's probably someone who can code who would probably pop up halfway through having done it all, um, and we're left with like half a spreadsheet. Um, so yeah, we we decided to move away from that. But I mean, it's it's something that someone that will be able to do at some stage. Um, you'd hope. And that, I mean, the only thing really is is using opt to data whether they have to pay for their own data package um mm-hmm. funny enough actually on that one i did inquire with opta and they never came back to me so um didn't I, I, maybe maybe they don't like money i'm not sure
1: yeah yeah maybe that's what the problem
0: is yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure about that one um have we got anything else we want to go over guys because we're, we're about 35 ish minutes i think now
2: no nah, um, um, that's was, that's was pretty much all i had
1: yeah no i think i mean to yeah, it, it felt like a lot longer than 35 minutes, but um, yeah, no, I think, you know, we've, we've covered everything Um there's nothing else I can really think of off the top of my head that i want to, that I'd want to see.
2: And we were strongly yeah. criticized on Twitter for our last one being too long, so maybe we'll cut this one short.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. I mean, yeah, 35 minutes should be manageable. All yeah. these people going on their lockdown marathon runs, as they probably are now everyone's fucking started running because they've got nothing else to do well, um, that's 35, fine. 35 minutes might be a decent amount of time
1: 35 minutes i've seen people go for like hour long runs uh, and longer now like because obviously everybody's getting fit now so yeah. Yeah. you know when we return with the weekly podcast nobody can really complain that it's too long So, it's like we'll just go for your normal run <laughs> like and listen no, to the precisely. podcast
0: well, this, this is a thing I didn't quite understand is how we had this this hour of exercise was sort of emphasised and everyone demanded that they use their hour of exercise to do something. And I can't help but think there are a lot of people who didn't care for their hour of exercise before lockdown. Yes. But now it's this this right that they were demanding and making the most of. And i fair play to them for, for getting out and exercising.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if you've used the time to, uh, I suppose, get yourself into a routine and whatnot um then yeah you know fair play
0: right well we'll wrap it up there i hope um for everyone involved everyone listening um this has scratched a, a bit of a sports stack itch that's probably been developing over the last couple of months um and we should be back soon at some point hopefully in the in the next like two three weeks with um with a bit more stuff stuffy so um with, yeah, with that podcast it will be yeah in fact it'll probably be <laughs> our biggest yet um so we're looking at well over 100 listens on that one um yeah so with that everyone uh look after yourselves thank you harry for for coming on thanks
2: guys whenever
0: and yes and uh, we'll catch everyone soon take care